Hello and welcome. Season four, episode seven of Dualist Community. I am what I am and understanding that I don't have to be anything else for anyone else is arguably one of the most freeing, relaxing things that I've ever fully recognized in my entire life. And I am consistently pleasantly surprised by what I am because I spent so long thinking I was something that added so much to my hell that to let all of that go and realize none of it was the truth, that the truth is something I am each and every moment. And in accepting that I can express more of my potential. It's incredibly freeing just to recognize that you're never what you think. That's really all this comes down to. And what remains is potential, live that potential. And on that note, I'd like to introduce today's guest because he is very much focused on the same intention of uplifting the world, as he said. Our guest today is Sean T. Uh, most of you will know him. He is a husband, father, author, coach, trainer, speaker, dancer, activist, and of course, the host of the Trust and Believe with Sean T podcast. He focuses on understanding and empowerment and empathy. And as a result, is the perfect fit to have here on Dualistic Unity, and we're very excited to welcome him. Sean, thank you so much for being here. If you could tell everybody a little bit about yourself, and, and more importantly, what drives you to be such a positive force in the world? You know, it's really interesting. As you guys are introducing yourself, and after, you know, following Andrew, I would say, for a long time, you know, I, I love how when you introduce me, it's like I'm Sean T., but it's like something, I'm going to answer your question, but I have to go here for a second. Because like, I'm really not. And the reason why is this, this is like so deep. And I'll tell you why it's so deep and why I just like radiate with what you say so much. So Sean Blocker is my name. Like it's my name on my license right now because I married Scott. And so I took his last name. Sean T comes from Sean Thompson. And so Sean Thompson was my born name, but I've never met my biological father and come to find out my biological father was um, adopted. So his biological name is not even Thompson. His biological name is Rayson. So I'm like, does name really fucking matter? Like it don't, it don't matter. And that's why my whole empowerment, empowerment message is, and I curse a lot on other people's shows, but I'm like, be who the fuck you are at this very moment. That's what you need to be. Because if you are that, and this is why I uplift the world this way, I'm like, if you are that, you will literally thrive in the time that you are physically here. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just, people get, you know, I hate when people call me a stand-up guy because I'm like, your idea of a stand-up guy is completely different than how I'm living my life. Like, you know, yes, I get on the, the exercise videos and I am authentically in that, in those moments for that 20, 30, 45 minutes, it, I am exuding like I am percolating the message through what I feel at that moment. And that is what you see. But when my husband and I are on vacation, I'm ratchet as hell at the pool. Like I'm twerking and you know what I'm saying? When I'm with my kids at night, I'm like, I am, I, we are, Scott and I are their first 
idea of what love is and support and excitement. And I become a father and a vessel of love and a teacher and a disciplinarian, right? And then when I'm with my work colleagues, well, they accept me for who I am. I'm who the fuck I am with them too, you know what I'm saying? But we, you know, so that's why I don't, I tell people be who you are because the, the minute you try to be this and be that to fit in this and to fit in that you just you start you're just not really thriving in your ability to be 100 authentic to who you are for what you can be at this moment because contrary to popular belief when i grew up in church man like oh i can go on about that but i'll say this contrary to popular belief like you don't know what's happening when you can't physically see hear smell taste or touch anymore like you don't need like there is a possibility that we float and we like oh that's the person that was talking shit on me like you know what i'm saying like we could we might see that or it might be a rat and like andrew says like we are part of the universe and like we're gonna like maybe we will wake up in another planet you know what i'm saying so you don't know so i'm gonna live like i don't know i'm gonna live like this is the only time and so that's that is my complete empowering message to the world. And that's why I have a podcast called Trust and Believe because I'm like, you have to trust and believe in who you are, not what other people want you to be. And so I know that was a very long answer to a very short question, but um, I just wanted to tell you that because I feel it. No, that was that was beautifully said, man. I mean, that couldn't have been a better way to get back to us on that, especially given the themes that we discuss on this podcast. And because the reality is that this moment that you are is the extent of your entire life. Your your life is the here and now. That's all it ever is. So anytime you're trying to be anything else, you're not being yourself. Anytime you cling to an idea of what you are and you're trying to be that, you're not being this, what you are here and now. So I would love to he just hear a little bit more about your sort of process of recognizing that because Honestly, you're one of the most authentic motherfuckers on the internet that I come across. And it's awesome <laughs> to see. I just love the energy that you exude because it's so clear that you're not doing anything for anyone trying to be seen in any given way besides the reality of what you are. But oftentimes people, you know, that's not something that we just grow up our entire lives doing oftentimes it's like in my experience that was something that i avoided for a very long time i always thought i had to be something for everyone else and over time you know those threads unraveled and as they unraveled i found more and more freedom in myself and my life got a lot more enjoyable so i'd love to hear a little bit more about your process of of recognizing basically that you've always been what you are and you've never had to be anything else and the more you clearly recognize that the more freedom and enjoyment you get out of this experience so there's a lot there um but i'll i want to start by asking a question and telling you this like i don't know if you guys have ever heard of like the true definition of time so time is the hidden mechanism of a micrometer which is of such an accord that i cannot without a reasonable state of doubt state to correct time like you you will never even when you say the time is 356 like it's no longer 356 because when you said that it was 356 and six seconds and by the time you finish that it's eight right so that's there now as a person who really like i you know i go to therapy because anxiety is a is a true thing 
So now I used to go, I went to therapy originally because I was sexually abused as a child for four years. Like my, my stepfather, who I called a step monster, like abused me from the time I was eight to, to the time I was 12. So when I was a really young person, and this is the thing that's like, I'm, I'm smiling about it now because I've been in therapy about it. But while it, it did affect me, obviously, right? We have a brain and we have like emotions and we have these neurons that are firing and we go through these experiences I always knew that I was very special, or I should say that everyone's special, but I recognized my specialness when I was such a young kid, and I was able to kind of like um, chameleon my way through that experience, because instead of, I, I, I was one of the lucky ones that was like, okay, this is happening, this is how I have to deal with it, this is kind of how I have to keep thriving through it, and then, you know, once I got 21 and I started to unpack a lot of stuff. Then I started going to therapy and, you know, I was able to come out on this in this moment, but what's really amazing is now being in therapy. I'm less in therapy about my inability to manage my mental health and more in therapy about being able to learn the science behind what is happening to my brain. And it is fucking fascinating. Like, so I have these like anxiety moments because I feel things in such a way that I don't even like to tell people how I feel things because to to the to the average person I'm just gonna sound like this weird person but if I'm in a room with 5,000 people people ask like why are you really good at you know teaching classes or live events and exercise I'm like it's not that I'm good at exercising it's not it's not that it's just like I'm able to take that the the common denominator the common experience that these people are feeling and I'm able to find a message that's going to touch everyone because I radiate that way. This is how I operate. This is like, I, you know, and this could sound kind of vain to people who aren't in touch with themselves. But, you know, people tell me all the time, like when I walk into a room, like the room changes, but not like I think I'm on that. It's just because like. I'm just going to accept exactly what is at that moment. And if it doesn't feel right for me, I'm the fuck out. That's why, like, you know, one of the things that I, one of the things that Andrew, you say, <laughs> or you demonstrate, you've demonstrated at least once or twice is when you're walking down the street and you're doing something crazy, like jumping up and down on the bench or like talking to yourself, like nobody's paying attention to you. Right. But like, I make my, I make my energy known because I feel like I have, I don't feel like I know I have the power to do that through exuding like my true self and my true feeling, you know, and and you said something uh, earlier about, you know, uh, someone messaged me the other day and they were like, do you do this for attention or do you post like in your underwear and dance and stuff for attention or is it your confidence? And I'm like, it's neither. Like, it's because I fucking want to, you know, and I'm like, I get enough attention from my husband and my kids. Like I literally I'm on here one because I really enjoy uh I really enjoy giving people, like helping people see that they too can feel free to be like this. I hate people that bully people because I believe that bullies are just not in a place where they can accept themselves. So they try to bring other people down at that time. And so I'm kind of rambling all over the place. But my whole point to this is like the the, the way that I like to empower people and the way I like to to go through that is to literally, like I said, I just like to be, and I've been through enough life experiences where I felt like hell 
And now, you know, who knows what's going to happen the minute I step away from this computer. But right now I'm living my best fucking life because I truly, I truly don't give a fuck what you think about me. Like, (laughs) because I'm like, you know, some people use the term like, well, you're not paying my bills. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it it has nothing to do with that. Like, you're not walking, you're not feeling what I'm feeling. So like, why are you trying to judge me? And so when bullies step in, I, it's less about me taking up for myself, myself, and I and I respond to these people because I want other people to see the response and how they can truly be themselves and live their lives too, and how to combat those people, you know, who don't necessarily agree with them. Because when I go back to my childhood, oh my gosh, you guys can talk. I, I can keep going and going and going and going and going. <laughs> No, that's that's just fine. Actually, I, I do have a question for you, and it is going to tie into, I'm sure, what you were about to tell me. Okay. You and I share a little bit of a, a common history in that I don't know my biological dad. I, I was raised by my grandparents to a certain degree. I've went through abuse. I've gone through all that stuff. I've known a lot of people, and I've coached a lot of people over the years who have gone through similar, never the same, but very similar. And it's always interesting to me that sometimes people will come out of that holding on to the idea that they're not enough, that they're not valuable, that they're not lovable because of everything they went through. And then on the other side, you have people like yourself who come out the other end and say, fuck all that. I'm free. This is my universe. I'm going to make it what I want it to be. And you bring that to other people because we always talk about this on the podcast of how when your cup is overflowing, you do nothing but want to share it with people Mm -hmm. as a result of who you are. And your comment about going to therapy and dealing with anxiety made me think about this because for you to get up in front of a bunch of people and share a message that you're passionate about is something a lot of people wouldn't be able to do because of that anxiety. Do you find that when you're in that role because of your passion that you don't think about yourself as much and because you're not thinking about yourself, that anxiety doesn't pop up? I think it's that I have lived the life, especially as like, someone like I say like I'm uh, as a gay man right and like that in itself is even a title you know because I just believe my whole thought on sexuality is something completely different which I'm not going to go there right now because I'm just like nobody's 100% anything but because we can all it's crazy but my point is like like my sexuality my experience my experience as a kid and you know like you said like abuse and all that stuff and people have been through things What happens to every single soul that becomes a body, a physical body, what happens is, I don't want to, I can do this. This is what happens. Like we start off as this young thing and there is no lid. You know what I mean? Like when you're born, like everybody loves you. Like, you know, when you can't say shit, when you just like, pooping and burping and eating and sleeping like you are the most amazing thing in the world and then you start to become who you are and then people start to do this they start to put the top they start to trap you into this box or this jar and so then what happened to me being like you're everything we're having to be in like this baby like because now you are putting this top on this jar because you want to control the way i am Right. And so what I've done through my therapy is I'm like, I don't give me a motherfucking lid because I don't want it. 
And that's why my cup continues to overflow because bitch, I don't want a lid. Like, don't give me a lid. Don't give me a lid. Today, I want water. Tomorrow, I want sparkling water. Tomorrow, the next day, I want an old-fashioned. Like, don't give me a lid because I want different things in this cup and I want I want to experience different things. And like, even when it comes to like marriage, oh my gosh. If I'm sharing too much, just let me know. Like, even like, like my husband and I, like our thoughts on marriage is like, it's probably a lot different. Like we are best friends. Like we can ride together. We go to sporting events together. We have we have incredible intimacy together. But like if one of us want to experience something that's like most people will look at like, wait a minute, you're married. Like you're allowed to experience that. We're like, fuck, like go experience that. Report that shit back to me. Because the reason why I love you is because when I'm when I met Scott, like I'm like, wow, like you're amazing. Why am I going to halt your ability to be more amazing when you're allowing me to be a part of that? Now, that's, you know, without getting into specifics, like that's just the way I feel. But I feel like this is what happens as we progress in life. We Again, just to reiterate, we start out as this baby and then we get older and older and we become trapped and then you become married or then you be, you you get become a part of a job like even my team members like i don't even like to say like this person works for me i'm like my teammates you know what i mean like they all love different things and i'm like the more i support their ability to be free and experience what it is that they love the more they're going to show up to the business that I created and they're going to be, they're going to get, and I'm like, fucking let's go. Like, you know, I think every, all of us have like something that we love. And so I'm, I'm just a big supporter of like that freedom. And then like, I'll go here. I'm gonna go two more points. <laughs> I got two more points. I have many more points, but I got two more points here. One is religion and one is the effects of abuse. Okay, so if I forget which one, you guys remember those two, because I do have this thought. I like I do forget sometimes. So I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with the abuse. So there's so many, and I'm not making excuses for people who have been abused. Let's just get that straight. There are so many people who have been abused that because their ability to they become trapped in that abuse. They don't have support from that abuse, no therapy, no nothing like either even families out there and mothers and grandmothers that know that like a person was abused by an uncle, a dad, a teacher. And they're like, we have to say we have to save face and we have to like we have to make sure that we are we can't let anybody know about that. And so what happens to these pe other people that have been abused is they end up abusing other people because you put the cap on them. So that's what they know. And then they end up get, getting put in jail and then the, the bars are closed. Right. Again, I am in no way, shape or form giving them the free pass like they deserve to be where they are. But imagine if the majority of us have support through these things that we are going through. Right. Or if you if, if you are just believed by the person who's raising you. Like just to be believed and heard can change the trajectory of a lot of these people's lives. That's why if you know someone has been abused or if you just like, just talk about it, like try to like be an ear for someone. I'll keep it there for now. Um, and then the religion thing. So I grew up in a church. Like I grew up, I was in the church. I can give you John 316. Like my grandfather one point, like, said he would give me, I don't know, he said something like, 
a thousand dollars if I memorize the Bible. I'm like, bro, like that's not even enough. But like, I can re, I can, I can give a full on sermon right now on books that are, I like, I could probably, I could probably have a church. I can probably have a church, right? Like, literally, I could do it. But now there, I, I know the people who listen to your podcast are probably going to understand this. But if other other people, some of the Christians out there might get mad. But I'm like. I am so happy that you have spiritual, like you feel like you want, you have spiritual freedom when it comes to religion. I'm so happy for you. I'm like, if that makes you feel good, I'm like, I'll even go to church for you if you want to like, but they have to have a gospel choir because I need to feel something, right? Like, I, you know, whatever, like they got to have something that I'm going to enjoy. But I'll tell you this, my grandmother, who I, like, she was my everything, like, kind of like, um, you know, Ray, like you were saying, like you, like your grandparents raised you, like grandparents are in the church or whatever. It was amazing. My grandfather's a pastor. My grandmother's the first lady. So I was like 14 years old and I was like, so I was trying to understand religion better. And, and I was in school. So I was like learning history and I was learning other religions and in, in other countries and things like that. And so I said, um, I said, my mom, so you know how you talk about like you have to be accepted, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. So, or you're gonna go to hell. She was like, Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, so what about a six-year-old boy who lives in China who studies Buddhism? I'm like, so like, is he gonna go to hell? Because like he, you know, he was raised, you know, to study Buddhism. I love my grandmother. Like, she literally waited for me on her deathbed, and I feel like she's still like like somewhere around here because she's my ride or die for real for real but when she said yeah he's going to hell i said oh i said oh no i said girl no i didn't say that out loud to her <laughs> but in my head i'm like there ain't no way i'm like the god that we are supposed to serve every sunday in church just like you know love this person love thy neighbor blah 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 forgive this forget like i'm like word like he's that's really going to happen and that's when my entire like deconstructing <laughs> of what i learned began when i when i when i learned about religion and so just to tie that into everything it's just like again i i don't know why i feel like i'm beating a horse i don't want to say a dead horse cuz people get mad when you say things like that but you know, like, I'm just like, why do we always have to put the cap? Like, why is there, you know, like they say in the workplace, why is there the glass ceiling? Why? Like, there's only one reason why. And that's because people want to control you to make themselves feel comfortable. Because your freedom makes people feel uncomfortable. But the thing is, I always say, like, I ask people, I'm like, okay, so what feels better? To make those make those people feel really good by you changing who you are, and they're not even thinking about you when you're around. Like these people aren't even thinking about you. Like, you know, Andrew. Like, you like I would hang out with you every fucking day if we lived down the street. But I think about you most of the time when I see you online, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm somebody who like I'm I'm probably one of your biggest supporters, you know. And there's sometimes I'm walking down the street where I'm like, I wonder what Angie would say about this. But like, I'm somebody who actually likes you and like, really, like, I'm like, this guy is like amazing to me. Now, 
And I barely think about you. I know that sounds like really shady, but like, think about that, right? And your and your everyday life, like we're busy. Now think about somebody who is not supporting you. Those people definitely aren't thinking about you. So you're gonna make you're gonna stifle your ability to grow for people who aren't fucking even thinking about you. Like they didn't call you to see how you were doing. Like they didn't, you know, when you were sick, they don't, they didn't know you were sick. They like they don't know. So like you're gonna like you're gonna stifle your inability to grow to make somebody else feel comfortable who's not even thinking about you. No, like let's just not do that. Amen. Dude, I, I knew you'd be a good guest on here. You'd you'd mesh well with the conversation. You exceeded any expectations that I had. Oh, wow. Really hold on to any expectations. This is this is beautiful. And dude, keep keep going. Don't feel like <laughs> talking if you're going on these points, but that was that was a lot of good shit. And the the freedom that you that you mentioned, it I see freedom and uncertainty going hand in hand. And as you said, that people want to see you in a certain way. They want to put you in the put you in a box. They want to put that lid. Anya, that lid I see as identity, the things we hold onto, the things we think we are, the things we think other people are, the things we think reality is, is all capping that cup that didn't start out with a lid. Like we started out with infinite potential. And that's what we are in every single moment when we release the lid, when we let go of the ideas that we cling to, the false certainties that we hold on to because we think they make us more comfortable. They're just prisons. It's just another prison. Any idea that you hold on to just another prison that cuts you off from that infinite potential. And so going back to uh, the religion conversation I did, I, I am a little bit curious now because you've, you've expressed and I've heard you talk a little bit more um, on other podcasts and whatnot about your views on religion and whatnot. And, and so I'm curious beyond just religion um, with the idea of God and the concept of God, I'm curious what your relationship with that idea or, or, lack of idea or just what your viewpoint on on that word right there is because everyone takes it a different direction and i'm curious about yours oh that's a really great question thank you um so i mean i kind of define it as spirituality but really what that is for me is energy like because it's not like because what is spirituality really you know like but it's really about energy because we all know, like, if I'm, if I'm in this, if I'm in a, if I'm in a, in a house by myself and I'm in a room and I'm in a bedroom upstairs and I don't hear and a house is carpet. I don't hear anybody walk in. If someone walks in that room behind me and I don't hear them, I'm going to feel them. I'm going to know somebody's there. I'm going to know because like I'm connected to my energetic space. And so do I pray? Absolutely. It's not who am I praying to? It's what? Like for me, it is all consuming. It is like, it's like everything. It's, you know, I know when I've had religious conversations, like people get so mad that I believe, I say believe, but I don't really know because we don't really know, like in the Big Bang. Like I just, like I'm, I am obsessed. Like I literally watch you know, outer space, solar system, like cosmic web. I like, I, I watch this stuff because I'm like, whatever this thing is, is so vast. One of the things I tell people, I'm like, you ain't shit. Like, you're not even like, you're not even, you know, like you can take the smallest grain of sand that you can see 
but with the naked eye, like the smallest grain of sand. And I'm like, you're not even that big when it comes to like the actual space that we're living in. So when I do pray and when I do like have those moments of, you know, meditation or whatever, you know, these names that people call it for me, it's just like being connected to the energy. And like, I think it's more about finding, I think I battle with, one of the things I really do battle with is like, like is what I'm praying for, like am I, is someone really giving me this or is this something really giving me this or am I just like, because I'm praying for it, I'm doing things that are making myself available to receive it, right? <laughs> Why are you laughing? And I know, and I love when you laugh because I know you laugh in a good, I know y'all laugh in a good space. But <laughs> I love everything that you just said. And I just wanted to say very quickly that this is the reason that the expression, God helps those who help themselves makes me laugh so very much. Because as you said, there is no division. There's no division outside of the division that we perceive. And that's always based on how committed I am to my idea of myself. If I think I am something, I'm disconnected from everything else, right? And the less I hold on to that idea of what I am, the more I am the awareness of everything else. Because there's no division. All of the ripples of my life have helped me become who I am. And that continues mm -hmm. to happen. And I do nothing but ripple outwards. So there's no line between you and I except yeah. the one that I have to feel comfortable about to keep my secrets and my self-judgment. So I just wanted to say, what you're saying is fantastic because at the end of the day, you're praying to yourself. You're praying to yourself, but not the limited version of yourself you might think of yourself as. You're mm -hmm. just having self-dialogue and that's allowing you to change. I, yeah. I just loved it. Thanks, I have a really good question. I'm not on my microphone. I am on my Mac speakers. Do I sound horrible? Not at all. Not at all. Your voice carries. You don't want me to change it, right? You are welcome to if you'd like to. No. We are just happy to have you here. Hold on. Does that sound better? A little bit. Yeah. Sounds great. All right. Put that in. Let the people know that I changed my mic, right? Damn it. All right. We still got time. We still got we still got about half the time for me to slay the fucking game on this thing. <laughs> oh, you've been kicking ass so far. And we will keep this in because this is exactly what dualistic unity is all about. It's about being able to adapt to what's happening, not yeah. holding yourself up to some invisible standard of perfection, adapting, because that is perfection. That's you being intelligence in process. What more can you ask of yourself? You know, you said two things. Um, so one, in my book, I talk about seven superpowers. And I, in my book, I have like these things called truth bombs. But uh, you said earlier, just a bit ago about like holding secrets or whatever. And I and I say to people, especially like as a as a gay man and like having to come out, it's like everybody's in the closet about something. Like what the fuck? Like everybody's in the closet about something there's not one person that's what it could be a closet about something that they're insecure about it could be a secret that they're holding that they never told anyone it could be a it could be about their like again it could be about their sexuality it could be about a you know they cheated on a test in college like it could be about anything so you know everybody's in the closet about something so when that person's judging you 
and that person is acting like they're holier, holier than thou, just know, just know. Like when someone's, if someone comes up to you and they say something like, um, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they try to make you feel bad about something be like, but you're in the closet about something too. But at least people know what they know about me right now. But you know what I'm talking about. Like just make them feel fucking uncomfortable because it gets on my nerves. But I'm also talking about adaptability too. Um, in my book, like I, one of the superpowers, your ability to be flexible, you know, it's just like, it's just like this, the saying like shit happens, you know, like hopefully you don't die or, you know, like be terribly injured, but like, it's really helped me too, because like as a kid and like dealing with my abuse and everything, I used to have this really short temper, like anything I was ready to fight. I'm like, bitch, what? Let's fight. Like that was my thought but now you know I took a personality test once and I forget what it was called but I just remember you know there was like these three like red blue green and red represented like different parts of your personality the blue was like you're being really nice and kind and you were in this in that space and then the green was just kind of like very analytical and it was like the change it was like the bridge and red was just like mad and ready to fuck somebody up and so my personality was always like super blue right to red there was no green like there was no green bitch i was ready to knock somebody out like i could be i could hit the lottery and somebody would say some shit and i'm like what and i was ready to fight and so i was able to learn like you know it's like it's not that serious you know kind of like while i do like there is a there is it is important for you to love your personality and like you know we're all different you don't have to be a certain way but i was very happy to like, discover that ability like in terms of being flexible like really kind of like not being that way and the reason why you know that these like if you change or if you work on yourself the reason how you'll know that it is a better way for you to be or for you to operate i should say is because it feels really good because it feels really good. The outcome feels really, really good. And that's why like, you know, people who are struck, I promise I'm not high right now, y'all. I should have, I should have had like an edible before I came on here. Cause I'm like rambling, but um, you know, like it's, I just think that people need to know, like, don't let any, again, I keep going back to this trapping myself into the box thing, but like, you know, like I just want to say, it's okay to be where you are but feel really good. And that's how you know, like, are you going to feel really good about who you are? Like aim for that. Exactly. And and letting go of that should, right? The the idea that we should be something else other than what, what we are. And a big, you know, theme we talk about, and I've seen and heard you talk about it a lot is this idea that, you know, you don't have to change. You don't have to be anything other than what you are. And as a fitness instructor, especially such a big face in the industry. It's so awesome that you're pushing the narrative that it's not something that you have to do. You don't have to get into better shape, but you can. Don't do it because you should. Don't do it because you have to. Don't do it because you think you're going to be more valuable because you lose 10 pounds. Do it because you can, because you'll probably feel better. It'll probably fulfill your life even more. So I love that message. And and I wanted to get in a little bit to, you know, you as a, as a fitness instructor and your journey there and that, that process and how you've seen it reflected in your own life in 
letting go of the idea that you should be anything when it comes to a certain body image or body type or, or whatnot, because I see a lot of people in the fitness industry pushing the narrative that, you know, you should do this. You got to do this. You need this. You need me to help you. You need all of these things outside of yourself in order to feel more complete. It's like, no, you're, you're complete right now. You're good exactly where you're at. And through that recognition, letting go of the idea that you should be anything else, all of a sudden those, those walls sort of come sort of come down like should as a blinder to the potential that you could be when you let go of that word. And all of a sudden there's all these other options. Like there's a little less psychological weight. You're like, oh, I can do this. I, I am able to do this. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's try that. Um, so yeah, I, I just love to hear a little bit more about your, if, if that message that you push now and is currently a, a massive part of your platform and, and messages that you provide to people, if that's kind of been something that you recognize from day one, or if that's, that's a process, uh, that you've recognized in yourself, because a lot of people I'm sure getting into fitness, try and push a narrative that, you know, you should be something else other than what you are. Maybe you're not as complete as you think, but I, I, I see that the message of, you know, you are complete as you are and you, but you can be a little bit better than you were yesterday, you know, yeah. do, do a little bit more than you were, um, as a much more, uh, impactful way of, of changing and something that's much more long lasting than clinging to the shoulds. So I'm going to, I'm going to give, I'm going to do, I have, I have a three part something to say, but I'm not going to tell you guys just in case I forget. <laughs> so the first one is, you know, why, I, why I fell in love with fitness or why I fell in love with, yeah, why I fell in love with fitness. The second one is, um, like, what you should really be striving for in fitness. And the third thing is attractiveness, because these things are really important. So I'll start with, for me, very simple. I went to college, I grew up really with not a lot of money. And so, you know, while I did eat, like there was barely any seconds in our house, right? Unless I went to my grandparents who had more food, but like my brother and I would sneak downstairs after everyone was asleep. And like, literally climb up on the counter we were like seven or eight years old so we would climb up on the counter to get bread that was like really high up in the in the cabinet grab bread like very softly like open the bread and i don't know how old you guys are but you know i don't know if you remember wonder bread but um, we used to ball it up and put it in our underwear just in case we got caught coming from the kitchen and going back upstairs. So we would be like, oh, we just got some water. So we would put the food in our underwear. So that, like, I want to tell you the foundation of like, that's growing up. Once we finished dinner, like that was it. We, there was no like seconds and like you have dessert every night and all that stuff. So when I got to college and I got a scholarship, I had a food card and I can eat whenever the fuck I wanted, man. I was like, and you could order Domino's on the food card. I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, anyway, oh, my gosh, turned into 50 pounds. So <laughs> um, and I didn't take a, my track scholarship. I took an academic scholarship. So I wasn't even training or anything. So anyway, I gained weight. And then I changed my major from communications to sports science, which ended up getting me in the fitness industry. So that's how I, I started in fitness. So my my start into fitness, while it was because of my weight, um, I learned a lot during that process. I learned like, I learned a lot about like 
how much you should really work out if you want results. And I remember I started, I was like, I'm just going to like run for 10 minutes a day because that's what I want to do. That's what I know how to do. I know how to run. I was a sprinter. I was fast. So I run on the treadmill for 10 minutes and I'll be done. And then I would work my way up so that I can be like, okay, I run on the treadmill. And I remember the first day I wanted to go into the weight room. And as a freshman, like, well, I was like now a sophomore, but as a younger college person, you see all these like guys lifting weights and you're like, I was like, oh, I'm not going to go in this weight room, you know? And then I ended up working my way in there to the point where I just became the most popular instructor on the campus, right? And so there was this evolution. But for me, I'm glad I had these fears and I overcome this weight because it became less about only looking good. And it was more about like the process and your ability to have to struggle, but you almost, you also have to want to do it. And then, so time went on. I mean, my story is so long, but then I got into the fitness industry in the commercial fitness space. And I, that did, wow, it was really amazing. I mean, it was so amazing. Hello, like I am where I am today. You know, big part of just being able to be seen and people like understanding me or whatever. But commercial fitness can also fuck you up because you're watching these commercials that are like before and after and you see this like immediate change. And so people look up to you. And so you feel like when you walk out of your house, you have to be exactly what you are on camera all the time. And so that was a huge mind fuck because you're like, golly, like I can't even if I eat too much ice cream and somebody like people used to like I walk down the street and be like, can I see your abs? Can I touch your abs? Like it was nuts, you know? And so anyway, I started to change. <laughs> I had to change my message. Like, it's not about the body. It's not about the weight. It's about the baggage you carry in your life. Like, because it's really not. So then it became about like, you know, what do you what the second thing is like, so what do you really want in fitness? Do people want to lose weight and be ripped and be healthy? Absolutely. Like, I'm not going to deny that. Like, of course you do. Of course, you want to fit the clothes. You want to look good at the party and the wedding and at the beach. And like, of course you do. But the key word is you. That's the key word. Not everybody fucking wants that. There are a lot of people out here who don't want to work out. They just don't. I am a vessel of change. I'm a transformer. I, and I will help you do that. But if I meet you on a vacation at the all-inclusive and you eating fries and the burgers and you're drinking and you're having a good ass time in no way, shape or form. Am I going to say, did you work out today? I'm like, bitch, when I come back from the gym, like I'm coming back up here with you. Like I've been known to obviously help people, um, you know, change their lifestyle just by accepting them. Not ever, not ever having to be like, you need to work out. Like some people I just spend time with, maybe it's a weekend or a day at the pool or somewhere. And they'll be like, you know, being like, oh my gosh, like, you're so cool. Like you never say anything about this. Oh, you have drinks. They're like, so what do you do? I'm gonna let you ask the question because I'm going to help you change by accepting you and being who you are. But even if you never do like you, so what? Like, I don't care. I mean, I care about your health. And of course, I want people to be healthy. But at the same time, that's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to accept you for who you are. And if you are ready to make the change, I will gladly help you get there. But you will never feel like I'm judging you for where you want to be at this very moment. So what fitness should be to you should not be what it is for other people. Work out one day a week, work out three days a week, 
work out seven days a week, do what I'm doing now. Like right now I'm doing a fitness, I'm going, I'm, in August, I'm doing my first like fitness physique competition and I'm not doing it to see how ripped I can be. Uh, you want to know why I'm doing it? Because I spent the last eight months now, like literally so committed and at 44 years old, seeing my body change, I'm like, the science of it is like so freaking cool. And I'm just like, okay, let's see what you can do. And it's really exciting. I even told my trainer and my coach, I'm like, I really, once I get to that like super rip stage, I'm like, I will have no desire to stay there. No, because I've been like 4% body fat before. And I'm like, I was like eating like bird food. And I don't want to do that. So I'm just saying like, so my whole point is, if you, whatever you want your fitness to look like, look like that. That's why like, there are some social influencers, not necessarily social media influencers, but there are social influencers out there that they get big butts. And then all of a sudden women want big butts and then they get skinny. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, skinny is the thing. None of that shit matters. You want to know why? Because none of y'all are ever going to look like them. You're never going to look like them. Now, if you want to go get surgery on the booty, I'm like, if it's going to make you feel good and confident, I'm not going to say no. But my thing is don't do it because other people are doing it and that's what's in like what's what what you're in is what's what it is like if your brain tells you like this is what i want to do i want to look good i want to you know get this needle i'm like fucking go for it but don't do it because other people because it's like the end thing to do because you're gonna you're gonna reach like your 40 well i don't know some people but a lot of people are reached they'll get older and they'll be like why did i waste my time and money trying to be something that it wasn't naturally me but if you want to do it, slay the game and do it big. Um, and the last thing I'll talk about is attractiveness, like on the outside. You know, in the gay world, you know, we have these, you know, we have like twinks, jocks, bears. Like it's like in the gay world, these like subdivisions of like what people are, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, like I'm attracted to, I'm, I'm attracted to different types, like a lot of, People think I'm only attracted to like super fit guys. I'm like, no, like you can give me a, you can give me somebody that got a little extra any day of the week. Like, I don't, you know, like I, I don't even like look at that. And I was like, and I was just, the point I'm saying is the older I get the physical structure. I mean, obviously we have to be attracted to people. Our brains are attracted to something, but the, the older I get, the physical structure is less important and like how kind somebody is, how they speak like their intention, like I'm attracted to that. Like, so it's insane. Like I, I become so much more attracted to like that than just like their physical being, because I'm not always going to look like this. Like you, we don't see our bodies changing. We don't see how old we get daily because we see ourselves daily, but each of us can look at a picture from 12 years ago and we look completely different. So your body is in this evolutionary stage. And so that's why you shouldn't put so much pressure on yourself. Like these gray hairs didn't just show up overnight. You know what I'm saying? But they look good as fuck. Look, I got them up there too. But I just accept it. And I want people to accept where they are and who they are, but do things for you, especially when it comes to fitness and nutrition. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's funny. We just had a, a coaching workshop last weekend, just the last two days. And it was more coaching, coaching towards mental health, 
than physical fitness, but it's very much the same work at your own pace, figure out what works for you. It's not the same for every person. Stop mm -hmm. with the expectations of what other people might want you to be and live for you. And it's so important to be able to have those workshops to remind people to be themselves while you are also being yourself. Like, I, I loved what you said there about people were expecting you to like show your abs and whatnot. And uh, at the retreat that we had a couple months ago, that was very much the case was that people showed up thinking Andrew and I were a certain type of person because of the way we talk on here. And within a day or two, they're just like, oh, you're just people. Like, exactly. We're just people. And now the healing can begin because there's no more gap between us. Oh my God. I love that. And I, and I, I appreciate that because that also happens to me. Like when people come to my transformation retreats, like I'm like, they're like, like one woman sent me a video from like two, three years ago at one of my transformation retreats. And I was like twerking. And she was like, I just had no idea like you were actually going to be like that. I'm like, what did you think I was going to be like? That's why I honestly, like obviously meeting you today and knowing Andrew, I'm like, if I ever get to hang out with y'all, I'm coming in with no, I'm coming in with, I don't know what it's going to be. Cause even that day, and I say this to people a lot, and this brings up a point. I hate when people ask someone, how are you doing when they're only expecting them to say fine? Like if I ever scheduled to meet you guys and like I show up that day and one of you guys are like crying your eyes out because you just had, I'm like, that's what the fuck we going to do that day. Like if we ever hang out, like don't think we got to like sit down and be like, like hold like these, like, Oh, like this is like, I had such a great time. A great time with me is being who you are. A great time with me is if you're really happy that day, like, cool. A great time with me if, if you are like stressed about business and you need like a little bit of help with that. I'm like, that's going to be, if you're crying because somebody broke out with you, like that's what we're going to do. We're going to do whatever it is. And so I say all that to say, you know, I'm, a, I'm just like, it goes back to be who you are, but also you can't expect people. Like, I, I just going to say like, when people say, how are you? Like, don't ask somebody how they're doing. If you're not actually going to appreciate and interact, even if I don't have time, if I say, how do you doing? How are you doing? I'm not doing really well. I'm like, you know what? I don't have time to talk about that right now, but I'm actually going to come give you a hug because I hope you feel better. Like, cause I hate, I don't like when people feel like they have to say I'm fine to me. Like I walked into the gym the other day, y'all. And like, I was in it, like I was in it. I was like in this headspace of like, I was just like going through it. And my trainer was like, you know, how are you today? Middle of the gym. I just like lost it. And I love her because she was just like, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. She's like, you know, do you want to keep working out? I'm like, yes, I do. She was like, well, we're not going to do arms because that's really easy for you. We're going to do legs because I want you to be able to get that energy out. Like, you know, and so sometimes I don't know why I'd say what I say, but I just think it's really important that people just accept Anyway, just be authentic. Like, just, I'd rather you not say how you're doing. Just say, yo, what's good? Don't even say what's good. Just be like, have a good day or like something. Give me a nod. I'd rather that than how are you and you don't really want to know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to pass this over to Andrew quickly because I know we're at the end of your time today. I know, I man. I got to more say, to say. I got to come thank back you on. <laughs> so much for being here. You do have more to say specifically about uh, sexuality and religion and abuse and human development. And I'd like to talk to you about psychedelics. So I'm really hoping that you come back to the show at some point, whenever you're available, we would love to have you back. And I know our community would love to hear more from you. And I'll pass this over to Andrew now, but thank it's you. been an excellent, excellent time talking to you. Thank you. I appreciate you so much.
Yeah, this has been incredible, Sean. Um, and yeah, that last thing you were saying about just being who you are always, because we hold on to these ideas, especially all of us being coaches in different capacities, different fields and whatnot. We have this idea that we always know what's going to be best for a person, you know, helping them. We we need to help them. There's this sort of identity that's built around being a coach. And the reality is that you have no fucking idea what's going to be most helpful to someone. Oftentimes, breaking down, showing your true colors, being vulnerable, expressing to them that you don't have everything figured out. You don't always know what the fuck is going on. You don't know what's best for you. You don't know where you're going. You don't have specific goals that you cling to because you don't know what's actually going to happen tomorrow or even if you're going to be fucking alive tomorrow. So it's got to be for today. You got to be yourself in every single moment and let go of the idea that you should ever be anything other than that because that's what's going to have the most impact on people because through that, you let your walls down. You let your guard down. You allow people to see you for who you truly are and allow them the the space to be truly who they are in every single moment. And that's, I think, the, the best impact that we can ever have on someone. So I appreciate you, Sean, and you're a fucking awesome dude. I love <laughs> chatting with you, going back and forth with you. I really appreciate all of the messages that you're spreading out there into the universe. And I'm very excited because we have so much more to chat about. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to uh, the second appearance that you have on Dualistic Unity. But this has been an incredible chat, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. I'm ready. I'm ready. Like, I have a couple of... Let's, let, we should do mid-year because I know I'm going to have a lot of shit to say <laughs> in about six months. <laughs> but I'd love to talk more. Thank you both so much. Um, and to your community, like, you know, these guys are killing the game. And what I love most, if I can finish this by saying this, what I love most is there are a lot of people out there who have podcasts and they talk about this is what you should be. This is what you should be doing. These are the steps that you should take. And what I love about you guys is like, just be like, and I feel like that ability, your your desire to want people to feel free gives them the ability to truly live just an incredible, authentic and thriving life. So thank you both for what you're doing as well. We couldn't express more gratitude for you being here. You absolutely fit into the crowd. If you have a chance <laughs> to join us at a retreat, we would love to see you. Yeah, you like right send in. me the information. Yo, I'm roll through. I hope y'all ready for me though. I'm just kidding. I'm actually like really quiet when I, when I first, like you would be really, you would kind of be surprised like when I first, because I'm surveying the scene. I'm kind of like, I'm feeling the energy kind of thing. And then only, you know, but we got to talk about psychedelics. That's a whole nother thing we'll talk about next time. Cause I've never done that before. And I remember when Andrew like first started saying it, I'm like, hold the phone. Like, I wish I had his phone number. Like I would literally be texting him right now. Like Andrew, like we need to talk about this. Cause I had a guy in my podcast, like in 2020, who talked about shrooms for the first time and how, like how it helped him cure like just a lot of his like mental stuff that he was like really going through and it was fascinating. And then when I heard you talking about it, I'm like, God, if I had this guy's phone number right now, like I would be like, <laughs> but anyway, thank you guys. I got to run, be in touch. I'm appreciative of, of the time that you guys gave me today. Lots of love, brother. Thank you so much for being here. All right. Peace out y'all. All right. See you, Sean.